This is It Was a Thing on TV. Spoiler number one is Dr. Lee Franz. It stinks. What is going on? <laughs> what is going on? Episode 132. Submission number 575. The Super Bowl 23 halftime show. Bebop bamboozled in 3D. The Super Bowl 23 halftime show, Bebop bamboozled in 3D, aired as part of Super Bowl 23 on NBC on January 22nd, 1989. and Magicom Entertainment present a Super Bowl halftime extravaganza. Starring at Prince of Prestidigitation, Elvis Presto. It's Bebop Bamboozle. The Super Bowl halftime show. Long storied history from its humble beginnings as a bunch of local collegiate marching bands and one big name instrumentalist to Katy Perry riding a rainbow past Voltron. And Left Shark. And Left Shark. Can't forget about Left Shark. We cannot. Left Shark is yes, Greg. Left Shark be, is yes. Left Shark should be on every Super Bowl halftime show. I know. Left Shark, Lady Gaga, and Shakira ululating. That, that's the ultimate halftime show. But maybe one of the strangest, because you know, you know, the halftime show wasn't always as large as it was. It was usually humble. And, you know, whenever somebody big was going to produce a halftime show, it was an event. We all remember, I believe it was Super Bowl Ten, part of the American Bicentennial. The NFL got Disney to produce it. That was an event. And then during the 80s, you had the advent of Up With People. Oh, yeah. And by the way. One of the Up With People halftime shows is going to be a future installment. Maybe, we, ne- maybe yeah, maybe for uh, next year's. Oh, yeah, we'll definitely cover the Super Bowl 20 halftime show next year. That nice. is terrible. That was. Oh, no, yeah, I, I thought maybe that was what we were going to do this year. But, yeah, the Super Bowl 20 halftime show. Yes, that that's definitely sometime in the future for oh. f- future commemorations of, of the game that's happening on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, it was so bad Pete Rizal never brought up with people back again. Oh, God, that's horrible. So, without up with people, we needed an event. We needed something big. We needed it because, I don't know if you know this, but I believe this was around the time that the Super Bowl got trolled. Remember when the halftime show was just this boring little thing? Oh, Fox? yeah. Fox, which wasn't a full-fledged network yet, 
got an idea to broadcast a live episode. Now, this might have been a year after. No, this was this was ninety two because this was the Washington Buffalo Super Bowl. I remember okay. this vividly. But obviously, that would be sort of a turning point to when the NFL decided to go hard on the halftime show. Fox aired a live episode of In Living Color, which was a really, really big show, really good show back then. I grew up on In Living Color. Oh, yeah. My favorite part of that was Men on Football. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. The genius of David Allen Greer. Everybody on that cast was a freaking genius. I think that deserves two snaps and a little circle round. Yeah. There we go. But yeah, In Living Color in 1992 was at, was probably at its absolute peak. Yes. I but, Was uh, Jamie Foxx in the cast yet of In Living Color in 92? Uh, no, J- Jamie Foxx didn't join The Living Color until that fall. Okay. So, so you had Foxx trolling the halftime show, and the NFL decided then and there that they were going to make every halftime show an event from yep. then on. So, obviously, you do not have what we're about to talk about. That is, without a doubt, I'm not going to say it's the worst halftime show, but it's definitely one of the strangest. Oh, it's definitely one of the strangest. Yes. We have, uh, let me, I'll, Remember this name, because this name is going to come up a lot in the course of this episode. Dan Witkowski. Who's that be? Uh, Dan Witkowski, I'm glad you asked, is as a magician and a Milwaukee-based producer who had an idea for the uh, 1989 Super Bowl, which would have been an, awarded to Miami... Uh, about three, three or so years ago. Yeah, Joe Robbie Stadium. Mm-hmm. It now, was the, no, yeah, it was the first Super Bowl in Joe Robbie Stadium. Now, Hard Rock Stadium. Yes, and a gajillion other name changes since then too. Oh uh, yeah, I, I, I'm old enough to remember it as Pro Players Stadium. Remember when it was Landshark Stadium? <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't get that. <laughs> yeah, the Dolphins playing in a stadium called Landshark makes no sense. No. Candy Graham. Thanks, Chevy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, in 1989, Dan Witkowski won the bid from the NFL to create a halftime show. But it wasn't going to be just a marching, a couple of marching bands and uh, somebody along the lines of Herb Alpert and Tijuana Brass. And for certain, it wasn't going to be up with people because, again... We'll, we'll talk about this down the line, but it was that Super Bowl 20 was that bad. Yeah, Pete Rizal was like, never again. I'm never inviting up with people back again. Okay. Dan Witkowski got the bid and decided to go hard because Pete Rizal was not in favor of using celebrities or up with people. They decided, you know what? Let's do something fun and let's do something silly. So we have 1950s pastiche, a lot of motorcycles, a lot of jukeboxes, and in the middle of all of this, the one, the only, no, seriously, it's the one and only, 
Elvis Presto. Who? Not Elvis Presley? No. No, Elvis he, he would have been he would have been dead for twelve years. Yeah, they, at that point. yeah, cyborg technology had not yet perfected in nineteen eighty nine. Well, hold on, Chico. Why didn't the NFL call the Elvis hotline? Because then they'd know if Elvis is alive or not. Your guess is as good as mine. I don't get paid by the NFL to have these big ideas, okay? But Dan Wachowski was, and he wanted to blend fifties music, magic. And dance. Okay. And as the ringleader, he got Elvis Presto, who, interestingly enough, did not sing any Elvis songs. Actually, he didn't sing at all, but that's that's neither here nor there. He, yes, it was all backing track. Oh, that makes sense. So we have Elvis Presto, and you asked me, who Elvis Presto was. Yeah, who is Elvis Presto? Well, Elvis Presto is the master of prestidigitation, who is basically played by a backup dancer on solid gold by the name of Alex Cole. He would be uh, one of the dancers for, I guess it would be the final season of solid gold, if I'm not mistaken. So, Elvis Presto, 2,000 dancers, and... A bunch of motorcycles and pyrotechnics and dancing and 50s sock hop classics, but strangely, none of them by Elvis. But it needed something more. Yeah, they need something to sell this to people. They needed something to sell this to people because everybody could do uh, Elvis. Everybody could do 50s. Everybody could do pyrotechnics. No, seriously. Oh yeah, Every- you, you could you could have you could do it in your own home, but you need something to have stand out to the people watching this, watching the big game on TV. Enter Coca Cola, who had an idea. They teamed up with a company to offer this. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Are you sitting down? Are oh, you yeah. ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready for this. This was going to be the first ever event. To be broadcast in 3D. Whoa! 3D? Yes. The first ever television broadcast in 3D. The first ever? This is the first ever television broadcast in 3D. Yes. Oh, my God. So we have Dan Witkowski presents Bebop Bamboozled with Elvis Presto. A magical musical halftime extravaganza in 3D. Oh my goodness. Okay, so you have an unbelievable gimmick. This is the first ever television broadcast in 3D. Yes. And it's in the, it's in the Super Bowl halftime show. So obviously Diet Coke, they were giving out 3D glasses all over the place in the supermarkets. They were probably like right next to the giant display for Bud Ball 1. So it's like you get your Diet Coke, get your Budweiser, your Bud Light. You're all set to watch Joe Montana and Boomer Esiason battle it out in Super Bowl 23. Provided, Greg, that you were one of the 26 million people who were able to pick up glasses. Yes, because not everyone would have the glasses. I'm sure a lot of people definitely got the glasses. 
I think we had the glasses even. Oh, really? I think. Uh, I, I remember that Super Bowl, and uh, I remember the game more than anything else, because if you haven't seen Super Bowl twenty three, that was one of the best games ever. Yeah, we mentioned it last year in the Bud Bowl episode. It's the famous game where Joe Montana is leading the last drive, and he spots John Candy in the stands eating popcorn, and the 49ers go on to win as Montana throws the pass to John Taylor. Yeah. So, yeah, 3D thanks to new optics and uh, about 25, 26 million pairs of glasses. But here's the thing. It wouldn't be like your split red, split blue sort of sort of a situation that you'd have in the movies back in the day. In fact, Bob Costas has a really good explanation for this. It's something called the Pulfrick effect. And, you know, to put a long story short, it's basically the Nintendo 3DS without the little slide thingy. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But Bob Costas has a really good explanation, which we are going to put in post right here. If you've got the special 3D glasses, now's the time to put them on. Just in case you can't figure it out, the dark lens goes over your right eye. And obviously, after the show is over, you'll probably want to keep wearing these for cosmetic purposes. If you don't have the glasses, the picture on your screen will be as clear as ever. Is er so everybody's glasses are on? Yeah. And it's time to, uh, well, Bob, you want to take this one? Yeah. All right. Now, before we go any further, I'd just like to say publicly, this is the single proudest moment of my life. <laughs> okay, it's showtime. We're going to throw out a magic potion, a magic word or two, and see what happens. Abracadabra. Hocus pocus. Albert Icky Woods. For, folks, for those of you who don't know, Albert Icky Woods was like the William Refrigerator Perry of 1988. Oh, God. Albert Icky Woods. Everybody knew who Icky Woods was. Even people who didn't fo fo necessarily follow football knew who Icky Woods was. Yeah, everyone was doing the icky shuffle back in 1989. The be-all, end-all of end zone celebrations. All right, Sherbatsky, new challenge. And this one's big, but so is the cash reward. For $1,000, you heard me, all you have to do is get up there on the news and do one of these. What the hell is that? The Icky Shuffle. And as you do it, you say this. Albert Icky Woods, the Bengals were fools to cut you in 91. Your 1,525 rushing yards and your 27 touchdowns will not be forgotten. So Coach Dave Shula, screw you and your crappy steakhouse. No one has ever come close. No. Everybody <laughs> keeps trying. No one ever comes close. No. no, not nowadays. Nowadays, everybody wants to go to that that Showtime camera or whatever that, they that, call that, it. That 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 is like ah! yeah, yeah. They're just mugging for that, and 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 they're trying the, these celebrations. You know, taking group pictures and doing like a, a twenty yard dash and whatnot. No, nothing compares to the icky shuffle. Yeah, and if, it, I, and if I had two good legs, I'd be doing it right now. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? The icky shuffle is uh, a, a topic for its own episode, if it was yeah. a thing. I'll, I'll say this. Endzone Celebrations, in my opinion, peaked with Joe Horn in the cell phone. Yes, yes, that that's the right answer. Yes. That was a great moment, Joe Horn <laughs> lifting up the, the piece in the end zone and pulling out the flip phone. Yeah, even though he got fined out the wazoo for it. Oh, he got fined out the wazoo, but he earned a place. Earned in it. He did. He did. Because we, yes. we all still remember Joe Horn. Oh, totally. 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 Okay. So here's because this is a podcast and you can't see it. So it's up to the three of us to paint you a mental picture of what's going on. You have all of these graphics. Records flying, stabs of music. It's sort of, it's very saved by the bellish, only it's, uh, yeah, it's in 3D. It's, it's in coming three. at you in 3D. And the, and the girls are throwing the records at the screen. And Elvis uh, Presto is in trash. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so Elvis Presto, his first solution coming out of a small jukebox. And from there, he launches into, well, I'll let Elvis explain it. I promise you, you're going to find this car chick's going to blow your mind. But first, you have to pick a card. Come on and concentrate real hard. You gotta concentrate real hard. You pick your card by clapping hands so everybody in the stand. Let's hear it for your card because your choice depends on your applause. You're gonna pick a card with applause. You're gonna pick a card with applause. Which card it's gonna be depends on just how loud you clap, my friend. Card one, two, three, four. Now clap for the card that you adore. Jack of clubs. So, Chico, they're doing a card trick? Yeah, you have these graphics and this technology, and you're doing it for a really large card trick. Yeah. Tell you what, it's not as impressive as Jimmy Woo finally figuring out the card trick in episode four of WandaVision. Dude, I haven't seen it yet. Shut up. Well, it's a small detail, but he finally figured it out from Ant-Man the Wasp. Okay. Thank, thank you, Scott Lang. Okay, so you're not picking from 52 living playing cards. It's the See Las Vegas Gambit Show. I think it would be more better if we had Harv Man for this. <laughs> yeah, but we don't. We have Elvis Presto. Yeah. And we don't have 52 living playing cards. We have four large playing cards. And I don't know the specifics behind the trick, but apparently we're supposed to concentrate at home, but the audience picks their card through their applause. Yeah. 
They take the card through their applause. I bet it's rigged. And I still don't know how how it happened, but they picked the card that Elvis Presley drew. Well, actually, it was it wasn't one of the uh, fifty-two living playing cards on the field. The card that they that they chose was under their seat cushion. Yeah, this customary seat cushion that they gave out before the game to all the fans. Oh, please. You know they probably put the same card underneath all of them. It, it's some sort of... Oh, yeah. Like that. oh yeah! But, but no, I, I would love to be somebody at that Super Bowl and they have their seat cushion. They're like, you know what? I don't want the person next to me stealing the seat cushion, so I'm going to take it with me when I go to the bathroom to get a bite to eat. And they look underneath. What the hell is this three of spades doing here? Or something like that. Or, so, or something like that. And then it goes into a combination of an elaborate dance number with a quick change clothing on all 2,000 dancers. Now, again, if you've seen um, season one of America's Got Talent, you know what quick change clothes you know what it, quick change clothing in, entails. So I'm not going to go into too fine a point here. So, uh, in between all of that, we have more illusions, like getting it, like escaping from an exploding jukebox, and then sawing a woman in ha- or sawing a woman in half. I think what they, they do. A, they do a lot of quick cuts, which is just weird. It's like it, there was just so much th- so much stuff going on, you know. Now, I, 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 now, maybe I missed it, but I didn't catch the person being sawed in half. What I remember is the, the model going in that device and, you know, turning and... Uh, oh, that's... Okay, that's what it was. Wasn't yeah. It? Yeah. So there was that. And then there was a line of models who were balancing on a single pole, which is a classic trick. And um, everything else was just built with dancers. You know, dancers, dancing. Yeah. If I'm getting a pole and I'm getting dancers, I don't want those types of dancers. I'm sorry. It's South Florida. What do you want? Huh? South Mm. Florida? Okay. And it all culminates into escaping the exploding jukebox in the middle, which he does on a Harley Davidson motorcycle, which I am. Yeah. and, And that's pretty much the gist of it isn't it yeah it is yeah. coca-cola had a lot of money to burn so they so they sponsored the uh, glasses and they're thinking to themselves okay we don't care how silly this show is we just want to sell coke and apparently that over the next year they outsold pepsi so oh yeah it was the midst of the cola wars oh yeah yeah, and uh, we should mention before uh, the halftime show, there was a Diet Coke commercial, supposedly in 3D too. So you got to wear your glasses for that, mm-hmm. uh, w- which basically dealt with a Diet Coke vending machine, which got away from its two handlers, the people that were moving it. Well, they're movers. Let's just call them movers, not necessarily handlers. But they uh, lose control of it, and it's in San Francisco, so it's going down the hill, and uh, you see trolley cars, and you see 
a person uh, working uh, in a manhole and he puts his head up and they sees the, the vending machine coming and he ducks down and actually it looked like the machine kind of sort of veered out of the way of him but yeah it ends with uh, like at a dock side and oh there's a pepsi machine which happens to be there and it sort of like knocks the pepsi machine in, into whatever water or down a hill off the screen showing that the new champ of the soda wars soda wars cola wars whatever you want to call it is diet coke not in this household i i, I do not like diet coke so you lose those wars there uh, another interesting thing about the uh, about the halftime show, we've all watched it, and it's painfully obvious. I mean, painfully obvious. This was all backing track. Oh yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, because Elvis Presto was played by Alex Cole, who who uh, aside from being a solid gold dancer, also played Elvis on Broadway. Whoa. Now, the, the person who actually performed the voice of Elvis Presto was a man by the name of Jody Lamedico. And somebody told him that he sounded like Elvis, so he was given an opportunity to perform as Elvis Presto. Now, he and Dan Witkowski went to the Elvis estate, and a vocal contractor there said, did a pretty good Elvis. So, he, he, he wanted to be his own person. He didn't want to be Elvis. But this was the Super Bowl. If somebody tells you to perform for the Super Bowl, you just say three questions. When, where, and how much. Right? Yeah, you gotta do that. So, Jody Lamedico went in and sang a seven-minute medley of Big 50 songs. We're talking Devil in a Blue Dress, Rock This Town, uh, Stray Cats, which was basically the 50s made form in the 80s. And they liked him so much, they wanted him to come to Florida and do the uh, act for 1500 But he didn't. But he couldn't. For $1,500? For $1,500. This was 1989 money. Yeah, but I mean, compared to nowadays, that's that's amazing. I mean, even in nineteen eighty nine dollars, fifteen hundred dollars, that's not that much. I mean, I know he wasn't a big star or anything, but dang. Yeah, well, yeah, well, he couldn't do it on account of. Are you ready for this? He was shooting a commercial in Japan. Ooh. Oh, that's the problem. Yeah. So Alex Cole was brought in. He had 10 days to learn the entire routine with uh, hollowed out jukeboxes, the cards, and an electric guitar that materialized out of thin air. And NBC and Witkowski, meanwhile, were trying to figure out how, how are you going to do 3D without having the uh, 3D effect. They reblocked the, the entire production for 3D, I'm guessing. They basically did set up all the shots and everything to work with the glasses. Of course, if you didn't have glasses, you wouldn't notice a thing. You know, I saw this on YouTube and I obviously don't have the glasses on or wasn't wearing the glasses at the time. And I could see the 3D 
sort of as as one of you mentioned earlier it was sort of the same type of 3d effect you get playing the 3ds like the two different layers the the you you have like a foreground image and a background image and you can clearly uh separate the two yeah the that's foreground, what i got the, yeah foreground image was obviously all of the uh things and the background image was uh basically this rotating uh piece of computer animation which for 1989 was pretty good looking was pretty solid yeah i'd agree so but dan wikowski was looking back on all of this and he did an interview with uh, mental floss and he, he basically said this we thought some of the effects where girls would appear to bloat outside the image of your tv set and some other levitating effects but with the 3d process Things had to be in constant motion left to right to separate the field of vision for the effect to work. In many ways, the 3D bought with the way to present magic was, was to keep a continuous camera on something so you're not cutting away. The problem, though, is everything was cutting away to something else. It was a very... You, you guys saw it. It was a very busy show. And so... We began the Super Bowl halftime show as an event era. Coke got increased sales, and, well, I don't know what happened to uh, Elvis Presto, but... Oh, you want to know what happened to Elvis Presto? You know what happened to Elvis Presto? Oh, yes, because there's an NFL Films video that's on their YouTube channel about what happened to Elvis Presto. So that's how they made the card appear. The card wasn't on the seat. The card was on the field. Yeah, we just finished watching the NFL Films video, by the way, on the Super Bowl 23 halftime show. It's on the NFL Films YouTube channel. So we just figured out how they made the card appear on the field. But more importantly than that, we figured out what happened to Elvis Presto. Well, Chico, tell us, what happened to Elvis Presto? Elvis Presto was originally, you know, he was originally cast by somebody else. And, well, when Japan calls, you have to answer. So in comes Alex Cole, and he is now a yoga teacher. Oh. And you know what? God bless him. Yeah. Yeah, do you think he tells people at the yoga class, you know, I was in the Super Bowl 23 halftime show? I, I don't bet, think he likes to admit that, but but no one but no one would believe it. You know what? I'll say this. I bet if my dad I don't know if my dad was watching cuz you know, as I said, my dad, my dad as you know, as I've established on this podcast, he doesn't care for sports. He only watches for the halftime show. So, I'm wondering what he probably thought this halftime show was terrible. I bet you a million bucks he thought this halftime show sucked. He thought probably court. What is this card tricks? Nobody wants to see card tricks. No, but they saw card tricks he among other see, things. He did see card tricks, and everyone held up their card. That <laughs> was flipped on their GTE seat cushions. Oh what a, yeah! What a blast from the past, GTE. Oh God! Well, 
I don't have a GTE seat cushion, but I did find something. Oh, what? What'd you find? Mike? Yeah, play the no, music. No, no, no. I'm not I'm not falling for that trap. No, 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 no. Play the music! Play the music, Mike! Okay. for eBay prices right, ladies and gentlemen. And this is what you're bidding on. Oh! Ladies and gentlemen, the Divas of Elvis Presto. Oh! Yes, it is what? a... The Divas from Elvis Presto. Yeah, I got that part. I'm wondering what it is. It's a picture. It's a picture. It's a picture of the Divas of Elvis Presto. Yeah. It has, like, all of the... Uh, now, this is a framed Super Bowl Divas painting signed by the artist, Paul Davis. Somebody remembered the magic that was the Super Bowl half t- 23 halftime show. That they made, made, a pa- I made a painting of it! They made a painting of the, of the Divas! It's incredible! That is the most amazing thing I've ever seen! Okay. All right, and what? And now this is a this is the starting bid. Yeah, we don't need dollars or cents. We're just so, uh, we're just bidding so, straight up dollars on the starting bid. Yes. Okay. Greg. Okay, this has got to be worth a lot of money. This has got to be worth. This has got to be worth a lot of money. To somebody. Okay. I'm gonna go a hundred and. $49. Mike? Well, first off, I'm, I'm just going to say this. I'm going after this guy with the chancla. Seriously? Oh, my gosh. Who the hell? Greg, I've lost my reason for living. $1. Enjoy the victory. $1. One dollar. I'm telling you, this is, this, is, this, this, is, this should be in a museum. This okay. Museum. All right. Okay. Okay, actual... I'm only bidding a dollar because I can't bid a penny. I would not pay more than a penny for that. I wouldn't okay. even pay a penny. All right, the actual price that they're offering on eBay. Oh, Mike, you should have went for it. It was $399. Yes! No, 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 no. Yeah! I, no, no, I, no. Seriously. I believe no. you. No, I you. no, I knew, no. I knew Who the heck would spend that type of money on that crap? No, I'd rather buy the friggin' wrapper no. to the Three Stooges cards from last no, week. No, I will buy it. I will buy it, and we will put it in our museum. It'll be front and center in the museum. It'll be right now. It'll be right by the the Superman balloon peeking his head out in the corner. Uh, you guys finish the show. I'm no, I'm not partaking in this crap anymore. No, <laughs> no. Well, screw Mike. The news, we're leaving. I beat him. I beat him at eBay prices, right? And he doesn't know the he doesn't know the true value of Art Chico. He does not know the true value of art. That it's, been, belo- it's like it's it's like it's been up to three 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 ninety nine, and it's been like that for two days now. And I'm thinking to myself, you know what? I'm a pa- I'm a patron of the you know me. I am a patron of the arts, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's all I will say. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's not all I will say because I, I still have to say <sighs> Super Bowl 23 halftime show Bebop bamboozled in 3D. It was a thing on TV. It was. It was definitely a thing on TV. And Did I really we... hear Chico say that he'd consider that a piece of art? Yes. No, I did not. I did not say that. I'm very open when using the word art. I, I said that's I not a, art. Uh, all I can oh, say, no, no, all I said was, it is art. I am. I am a patron of. I am the patron of the arts, and I will leave it at that. It is fine art, Mike. You don't know. You don't know true art. Okay. Okay. Well, before before Greg goes on his high horse, uh, it would behoove us to uh, plug that we do not have our own. Coca-Cola 3D glasses. If you did have your own Coca-Cola 3D glasses, you could use them two years later to watch future entry Yo-Yogi. Just putting that out there. But we don't have those glasses, but we do have a nice site. It was a thing on TV.com. There you can find all of our episodes, all of our mini-sodes, all of our social media feeds, and of course more about the show, more about us. And um, yeah, and don't forget, we are available at itwasathingontv.com and wherever fine podcasts can be streamed. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe. And if you're on YouTube, don't forget to smack my bell for updates on future entries. Smack that bell! Smack that bell! Smack that bell! Coming up a little later this week, uh, it was one of the greatest moments in in the Super Bowl era. And you know what they say about those kind of moments? Familiarity breeds parody? I guess. Possibly? Maybe? Perhaps? Perhaps. Well, we're not here to uh, feathers ruffle. And you'll find out what that means on our next thing on TV. Thanks for listening. See you guys soon. Wow! $350? Yeah. $399. Oh, that's more than... Oh, no. Oh, gosh. Boy, what should I do? Spend uh, half of my mortgage money towards my mortgage or buy that stupid picture? Oh, my God. You, uh, I'll, you I'll like go it. off the board and say PlayStation 5. 